The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. everybody welcome to another episode here at the kick pod the podcast dojo of inspirational martial arts talk i am your host tj williams fourth degree black belt in the chuck norris system inspiring instructor as well as practitioner i'm here to give you the insider of my martial arts journey discussing analyzing martial arts based subjects and highlight individuals that are involved in martial arts past present and future all right, so for those that are just joining the show for the first time, this is a pre-recorded episode. So whatever I talk about in this episode, it's either done past or it's coming up. All right, so that kind of brings me to what this today's episode, which is um, I'm going to talk about um, certain families that are just a why it's important that families um, train in martial arts together. I mean, for me, I mean, I've gone to the International Training Conference, which is the ITC, our UFAP organization has every year. Uh, we attend that um, convention. And from, from what I see, there's like a ton of um, martial arts families that go there. And um, yeah, so I'll be talking about that. But before I kind of get on to what the episode, um, I want to kind of... Um, bring up, um, of course, um, I hope everybody had a decent weekend. You know, mine started out very well because uh, I had an opportunity to uh, go to Toronto for the Fan Expo, which is a four-day event. It was from Thursday to Friday, or Thursday to Sunday. And um, I had an opportunity to go there for the four days because I got the four-day pass. And as always, you know, when I go to Comic-Cons, you know, other than dress up in cosplay, in which I dressed up as Mario, Ryu, and Ken from Street Fighter. And um, as always, you know, I'm always there for the celebrities, you know, but for there, we had like a ton of good celebrities, you know, I didn't get, get to meet all of them, but you know, it was great. So, but the one main celebrity I, that I actually got to meet that um, I looked up to Growing up as a kid, it was uh, LeVar Burton. And of course, for those who know LeVar Burton, I mean, you, well, for me, if you lived in my generation, you know him well as um, George um, LaFloyd from Star Trek The Next Generation. Or if you are a fan of PBS um, back in, um, back then, you know, you remember him as the host of Reading Rainbow. Yeah, that's what's best I remember. But probably for those who like um like like know him before Reed Rainbow, they know him as Kunta Kentes as um in the in the series Roots. Okay, so I it's great that I got to meet him. And of course there were some members from the um, Stranger Things. Of course, I got to meet um Finn uh, Wolfhard and um Grace Van um Den and they they were Returned. I mean, there were some other people like you know you got um, uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie um, Campbell Carter. I think he was there, and of course you had um, uh, Freddy Krueger, um, Robert England that was there, and I got to meet him. 
and you know, and also there was um Matthew Lewis. If you for those who are Harry Potter fans, he played um Nate Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter movie series. So he man, he seemed like a good dude. I mean, it's always great, best to dress up in cosplay. He he'll definitely surprise him. So that's that that's and you know, it was like so many good cosplay, mostly with my Street Fighter cosplay. I was trying to find people that were dressed up in the same um, cosplay. You know, I got to meet people that were dressed up in Mortal Kombat. And as well as um, I tried to, I found a couple people that were dressed up as Chun-Li. And I seen a, one person dressed up as Cammy. I didn't get to get a picture with her, but that was just, this is the whole magic of um, the cosplay. It's like you just like a kid. And I feel like that's like my guilty pleasure. You know, not that I'm a four-year-old, but you know, there's a time where I work a, like, long and hard, like for an entire year, you know, I have to at least have that reward myself with guilty pleasure, you know, just be a kid and just like spend a weekend being a kid. You know, I don't, I'm not, I don't act like a kid throughout the whole year. You know, I have to at least take things seriously. You know, I got to be me. All right. So that's, that's, so that's, I went to the fan expo that weekend, but um, unfortunately to end that weekend, uh, I was going to a wrestling show. Of course, I am a independent wrestler on the side. You know, I go by my ring name, TJ Karts, the video game warrior. I mean, unfortunately, I was um, hit with an injury uh, due to um, me uh, doing a spot that gone wrong in which um, I ruptured a tendon of my patella, which um, I haven't got surgery yet, but... Um, I'm scheduled to um, go to the orthopedics um, for a follow-up um, appointment. You already had my x-rays done and done my MRI. So now, like, when I go to my follow-up appointment, they will determine what, what what's going to happen next. You know, honestly, you know, I don't want to be sitting here, all, like, the whole time and try to um, do nothing, just sit here and worry about me being in the mobilizer right now, but you know, what can I do? I can't do anything. I'm just, I'm here to, um, to like really relax. But you know, I was so geared up of going to work the next day, but you know, things happen, you know, it's not my fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's um, that's the way things happen. So uh, I, I know I'm not too happy about it, but you know, I at least get this done. So I'm fixed up and then I'm back to, back to where I'm back to where I started, you know, just pick up where I left off, you know, be healed up, go back to wrestling and at least be prepared for my fifth degree, fifth degree um, ceremony in July. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, people that's follow me knows that I am going to, going to master rank so all i have is like all black uniform and i'm really excited about that but let's see how this thing goes i want to get at least surgery done as fast as possible you know i mean other than that you know other than that um, i'm all right you know i'm sitting here chilling you know i got this podcast you know and what's another thing that's kind of uh is coming up that i'm really excited about is the return of Cobra Kai, which is going to be happening um, September 9th. And I know with that, it's like after Labor Day when school has um, started for everybody. And speaking of school, I hope everybody is um, 
looking forward to a good school year. I mean, we pretty much had a decent summer and, you know, you know, you got sports happening and you got, um, of course, um, seniors getting prepped up for a college possibly, or their next move after graduation. But all I can say is, you know, make sure you have focus on your studies, your books, your homework, and not giving your teachers a hard time and not start fights. So that's something to look down to. So going getting back to Cobra Kai, it is now on its fifth season. So it premieres uh, it's, uh, September 9th on Netflix, which I'm excited about. You know, really, I've been ever since the end of um, season four, you know, I that's just um, boosted up my um, kind of boosted up my not my envy, but um, boosted up, boosted up my curiosity. What's going to happen? If you and speaking of Cobra Kai again, I mean there were supposed to be Cobra Kai members that were supposed to show up at Fan Expo, but they cancel out due to probably this um, premiere coming up. So they must have had another um, obligation that they had to go to, and they couldn't attend. So probably uh, ten, attending the um, Fan Expo Toronto probably would have conflicted the way they need to need to go, but. Oh, but what can you do? You know, I already got, I mean, the people that were still supposed to show up was um, William Zapka, um, Martin Cove, and of course you had um, Peyton Liss, and you got Jacob Bird, um, uh, the guy that played Eli. So you got um, Jacob um, Bertrand. Yeah, you had those four, you know. I'm not too worried about William Zapka and Martin Cove. Because I already met them too, but you know, I was looking forward to get my um, picture with um, Grandmaster Chuck and um, Aaron Norris signed by William Sapka. Because um, one of the photographers that took that picture uh, was ha- happened asking me if um, I could get that signed, and he will make like a duplicate copy. So that was that's that's out of picture unless I see him again, and I get. My, get my picture with him or get get that um my picture with Chuck Norris and Aaron Norris signed. All right. Oh yeah. Speaking of um, Norris, this, um his twin kids, um Dakota Lee and uh are not Danny Lee and Dakota turned 21 this this week. Of course, uh happy birthday to them. Of course, they're now legal drinkers. And last year I got to see them get their master rank. So of course they're a master like they're father and their uncle and of course uh of course they made you fat very proud and i see them how they grow up mostly dakota which i heard he's um going into acting and you know i'm really looking forward to see what movie he's going to do you know just like father and like son i mean a young walker texas ranger like him and yeah i know i think he's getting trained in um mma but that's just um what i heard but i know for sure he's getting ready to film movies so we'll see how that goes all right so it's kind of going into the topic of what um what's uh training in martial arts as a family you know you have the cobra kai i'm gonna get into at least the cobra kai series but this is my opinion of what the cobra kai series is to me it's like you know feels like everybody got spoiled in that series you know overall in general 
you know, this is an example of why karate dojos or schools shouldn't be in competition. You know, one thing we all should be concerned about using martial arts. Like, what's the one thing that we should be concerned about uh, you about using martial arts is not using it at all. When you know, when you're in a confrontation, but um, if you in any case. Uh, you're threatened and you have to use it, you know, it shouldn't get to the point where, you know, you're you're hurting somebody and you're taking their life away. But, you know, in this case, you know, that's probably the one option you have when it comes to somebody tries to try to kill you first. So you don't have, so you don't have much of a choice to stop them, which probably means you have to kill them. But, you know, I don't want it to get to that point where somebody ends up getting hurt. And, um, and I'm going, and I end up getting charged with the murder. You know, that's what I'm trying to do, trying to teach these kids, you know, you're going to be in a confrontation, you're going to be bullied, you're going to be threatened, but you want to make sure you have control of the situation where it don't get to the point where you don't hurt the person that they end up getting killed or they're in the hospital and they're paralyzed. So the way I see it, it's like, this is my example of Cobra Kai. You know, you know, you have Ralph Macchio's character, Daniel LaRusso, formerly known as the Karate Kid, uh, now a family man owning a car dealership, you know, who apparently has a run-in with um, William Zapka's character, Johnny Lawrence, you know, and who happens to resurface some um, Cobra Kai dojo in which LaRusso's family ends up all getting involved. You know, you have Daniel himself, the wife and the kids. And, you know, really at the end of um, season four, you have um, um, Daniel's um, younger son, Anthony, getting involved. Basically, um, he's, he's involved pretty much because he was a subject of bully, bullying another kid. He was subject of being a bully of a kid in which he made an amends. He tried to make an amends um, with the kid, but in all cases, it was too late because, you know, he brought so much damage to that kid that, um, you know, the kid himself ended up becoming a bully. I mean, not that um, the uh, Kenny, yeah, Kenny was his name um, in the series. Uh, Kenny Payne, uh, of course, uh, he was um, just, just a regular boy, you know, trying to make good friends, but no. It ended up being worse for him because Anthony and his friends bully him. And this thing, this is my, this is my opinion when it comes to having friends. If friends encourage you to pick on somebody just for them to welcome you into their, into like, welcome, welcome you, or should I say you want them to be your friend, then, you know, it's not even worth being with those friends because, you know, they're forcing you to do something that's wrong, you know. That's that's not the way to do. No, a friend should have your back. They shouldn't have you do anything stupid. So I mean, of course, if you see your friends doing something that they're not supposed to, I mean, one thing, I mean, if you try to stop them, if you try to convince them, saying this is not okay, you know, tell them to stop. You try to stop them, they don't stop. You know, it's best to either get away from them so you don't get in trouble yourself, or to simply reach out to somebody that's um, 
somebody really knows um, that bully well, or since they know your friend very well and could slap some sense to him, into him. You know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, you can't convince them to at least, um, you can't convince them to do the right thing. But, you know, the worst thing, worst case scenario is you have to send them to jail or even to an uh, institution to get them, like, really fixed up. So that's just something to kind of put out there. All right. So kind of getting away from this episode. Um, kind of getting away from this. Uh, well, kind of get away from Cobra Kai. You know, I might cook, talk about that in later episodes. Like, really, once I start, once once I watch the season five, like a couple of times, like probably hundreds of times, I'll really, um, I'll really get into that. All right, so let's kind of get into the um, topic for today, the the subject, you know, training in martial arts as a family. You know, basically parents train with their kids or vice versa, uh, kids train with their parents. You know, I mean, there's the Q&A, Q&A of the whole situation. How many martial arts families are there in the world? I mean, when you think about it, you know, we don't have a clue. You know, because, you know, there are tons, there's tons out there, tons of martial arts family out there. Not, well, not well-known, but, you know, there's a ton of karate families. You know, obviously a well-known martial arts historian would throw out a ton of names. You know, you would have no idea of most of these names. Like, well, you have no ideas of most of these names. I mean, but most names like the Gracies or the Machados or even the Re- the the Reyes, the Reyes, the Reyes, or um, yeah, the both um, Ernie Reyes, Jr. and Sr., and of course, um, the Norrises, um, Chuck, Nor- Chuck Norris, Aaron Norris, uh, of course, you got um, Dakota and Danny Lee. I mean, you got those that goes as a family. I mean, that's something. You know, there's others out there that sh- there's yet to be discovered, but yet, those are the ones that I'm familiar with, you know, I could say like, and you know, how many p- parents want to train with their kids, but can't due to work schedules or having physical limitations. You know, honestly, martial arts is meant to be for everyone, no matter what the mental or physical limitations are, are there. I mean, there, there's a ton of things that parents want to do with their kids, you know, but you know, the fact is, I feel like martial arts could be one of them. You know, it shouldn't take physical capabilities to train with your kids, at least know what they're working on. I mean, no, no martial arts style sh- should believe you to, to have that. You, you have to be at the best physical condition to be a martial artist, you know. And, you know, I got this article from Evolution or not Evolution or uh, Evolve Daily saying there's five reasons why parents and kids should train in martial arts together. All right, so here's the, here's the five that I've written down or I've read from the article. So the first one, you know, it's great for family bonding activities. You know, we are so caught up with um, what's going on in the world today. We don't think about spending time with our family or we don't spend time with our kids. You know, that's the thing. You no, know, just thinking about my niece, who turned 15 um, this bomb passed fr- last Friday, last week. You know, 
it's, it's great to actually see her since um, two years uh, after the world shut down due to the COVID-19. You know, I see how well she grew up. Let's face it, you know, from the time that she was born, I had to, I held her in my arms like she was a, like the littlest caterpillar in all, in, in all captivity, you know, in all the world. I mean, and um, just to actually get to see her for the first time in two years and see how grown up. I mean, she's got a part time job. I mean, yet, um, luck- luckily, no boyfriends. You know, there's no man that's not going to pass inspection unless I know who they are. And one thing, one thing I want to be able to bond with my niece and train her in self-defense. Because, you know, there's no man that's not going to be stupid enough to put their, put their hands on my niece without knowing the consequences. You know, that's the thing I see, you know, she ain't going to have no boyfriends until she is her she her life is together i mean i'm talking about she got a college education she got a well decent job she lives in a good condition so basically the first man that does that ask her out before any of that happens they're gonna have to deal with me my brother and my nephew-in-law who's uh, also a police officer so any man that thinks they're stupid enough to try to um ask my 15 year old um Niece to on a date? No way, no way. I mean, I may sound overprotective, but you know, with all the things happening in the world today, the last thing I need is my niece to be to meet my niece to be in a coffin or be dead or in the hospital. You know, I don't need that right now. It's too many people out there dying as we speak. You know, and it's nothing that I don't want to see anymore. So kind of getting back to this. Um, so one thing, family bonding. And you know, you might attend different classes, but yet learn different, learn the same materials. You know, with that, you can schedule your own time to train. You know, really, it's like, well, pretty much depending on what level you are. You know, usually parents start before their kids, or their kids start before them. You know, really, and just to say the kids may be ahead of the parents or the parents may be ahead of their kids. But, you know, that kind of changes kind of like a, um, like a scale. Sometimes the, the experience go up for kids and it then goes down. Well, and vice versa with parents, but you know, it's, you know, that's how it is, you know, you know, with learning your learning capabilities, like elevate. So you want to think of that about that. Okay, so that's number that's number one reason. Like you want to have great family bonding, but you know, number two, it helps the whole family get into shape. You know, you want to have the good physical condition, or you want to have that same um yeah, you want uh, pretty much the whole family, you want to be in good shape. You know, it's now, not only not only will training as a family boost your mood, you know, it also builds physical benefits, you know, better flexibility, better endurance, better better muscle fun- functions. I mean, you want that, you want pretty much everybody in your family to be strong, you know, like strong upper and lower body, you know, you want to be fast, you want to be able to live forever, you want to be able to live a long time and have a good 
mental well, good condition. All right, so that's number two. Number three, it strengthens your relationship with your family members. You know, how many kids have a good relationship with their parents or vice versa? I mean, it depends on the demeanor of each person, you know, to have a good steady relationship means both must have a good working attitude and understand each other's feelings. You know, while training, always always ask how how we're doing, how everybody else is doing, you know, because you must have you must be concerned about everyone's condition mentally and physically. If you if you know you're not feeling good, we must be concerned. We must be considerate. You know, being be considerate, being considerate shows that you care. You know, you want everyone, including yourself, to be at best while training. You know, it's worse to it's worse to train when your mind is not in the right place. You know, you, you know, you're coming from work, you're stressed out. And, you know, you're still stressed out while you're training, you know, that really can mess you up mentally. And, you know, and with mental health, you know, it could like mess you, mess you up physically. You know, really one thing, everything that happens in your brain affects your body. So if your mind is not strong, then no, no question your body is not going to be strong either. So it's always at your best to make sure you're strong minded before you do physical activities. So. And you want to make sure you have that good relationship. You know, you know, parents really know what's going on with your kids. I mean, one thing that your parents shouldn't do shouldn't berate you because you're not emotionally um, stable or you're not mentally stable. You know, really, you can't just tell your kids to suck it up. I mean, just like try to figure out what's wrong before you move on to training. You want to have that good relationship with your kids. You want to know what's going on. If you don't know what's going on, then, you know, you're going to lose every opportunity to actually bond with your kids, bond with your family. You, know, you have to really pin down. And also, if you're hiding your mental condition or if you have mental setbacks, I mean, it's going to be worse for you because you're going to end up pushing more people away that try to help you. and if you don't want to be normal, then, you know, your chance of surviving is, is second to none. I mean, you want to have, you want to make sure you got the help you need. Because if you don't, you're, you're, like I said, you're going to, you're not going to be all right. You know, it's okay to not be okay. Just understand that everybody has your back. You want to be, you want to be at your best every day. So just thinking about that, having a good relationship with your parents. All right. And number four, it's a good way to work together toward work together towards goals. I mean, uh, oh, it's a good way to work toward goals together. So that's number four. You know, whatever goals you set as a family or individually, you know, goals are meant to be worked to, on together. No matter where each each person stands, you no know, parents may be good at some things more than kids or kids may be better at some things than parents you know understanding techniques understanding what what you need to do i mean you have to understand like what do i need to work on 
to get to my next level or get to where I need to be. Where I mean, I accomplished a goal. I started martial arts. You know, I got my first belt. You know, it, the goals kind of change as you as you move forward. You know, for me, you know, my next goal is is going for master rank. You know, I always um, ask uh, my people that have gone to master rank already, like, what do I need to do? I mean, as I know, it's more than teaching. It's more than this intended classes. You know, there's you have to really probably try to go beyond what you know. So that means like usually one person that I really admire that has a better understanding of martial arts is Master Ed Sign, my grand or Master Ed Signs. Uh, for those who don't know him, of course he's a UFAF uh, instructor. Of course, a, a man that I highly, highly uh, admire and have appreciation with. I mean, for one, because he has a better knowledge of a better history of what we do in the Chuck Norris system. It's like you to understand your style, to understand the Chuck Norris system, you have to understand other styles as well. You know, you have to go outside the Chuck Norris system to really understand why this happens versus like how we do things versus how other styles do it. So that's always important to really work towards a goal. You know, to work towards a goal, you have to really understand what no, what's your what you're doing on what you're doing what you what you're doing first yeah i mean it's like a prerequisite like to be able to do this you got to do this so it kind of builds up to what you your goal right, so that's number four like a good it's a good way to work towards a goal together so as a family and lastly number five and encourage healthy competition you know, it seems kind of awkward to compete with family members, but yet it's 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 not about it isn't about who's better. You know, it's an advantage that you have. It's advantage that you have some. It's advantage that you have someone you have someone's back or a person has your back. I mean, you know, better better protected. I should say. You know, just think about it. If you got that one person that's one brother or one that your father that's better than you, you know, don't take it as like um, that you're not no better. I mean, it's like everybody has their own their own, own section of martial arts that they're good at. You know, you could be good at sparring. You could be do good at doing kicks. You could be good at doing blocks. You could be good at doing self-defense. You could be good at doing katas. I mean, everybody has their section of what they're good at. You know, you know, you have so many sections, and you know, don't think that everybody's going to be people in March and um, all those categories. You know, just going back to going back to like this year's um, ITC. I competed in weapons and. I competed in weapons and um, open form, but you know, open form. I was competing against uh, another black belt who happens to be a two two time world champion. I mean, he didn't win the Norris Cup, but he won first place in his um, division and whatever he competed with. 
and um ooh, and excuse me my legs kind of getting numb but you know nevertheless um uh, you know i was competing against him and um i happened to lose by an inch i was lost by 0.3 but you know um i um was you know i was um I was pretty much this close to getting first place. You know, it was just two of us competing against each other. So I got second place in open form. And, you know, just to say that, you know, you shouldn't feel bad if somebody beats you by an inch. You know, that really, that means you have to get better by an inch. So if you're competing with your um, your family, you know, if you lose by an inch, you know, you can always get better by the inch. I mean, it's it's the same thing. If you win by an inch, you gotta get better by inch. I mean, you know, that's how that's how true that's how learning should be. That's how competition should be. So that's how that's the way I should see it. So just think about that when you're competing with the brother, when your 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 father, your your son, your um your daughter, your mother. Just think about that. It's not about who wins or loses. It's about yeah, that experience. You know, experience makes you better. So the more experience you build up, you know, you got to figure out ways to get better at what you're lacking. Like really for Kata, like really, I can, like how I get better with the inch. I can say probably better power, better stances, really understand the Kata a lot better. And, you know, ask around, like ask people opinion, like really break it down, these moves of this Kata. So that's like, so that's something. All right. All right so kind of uh, last minute, uh, last minute words for this um, episode. I mean, one thing is uh, I kind of brought this, kind of made this up uh, a game. It's not a game if you don't lose at all. Yeah. Um, just think about it. You know, nobody's undefeated. So really un- understand this. You know, what's the point of playing a game? When you when you win every time, but you never lose. I mean, unless the game is set on really easy, then you're gonna win every time. But you know, you really should challenge yourself. Don't always settle for easy. Make it make it difficult for yourself. Give yourself some challenging. Give your make things challenging for yourself. I mean, try to make your level a little higher. Don't always go for something easy. Then and think you're gonna win every time. You're gonna win. You're gonna lose. No. That's how things are. So you have to really try to challenge yourself. That's pretty much what I'm saying. It's a game is not a game if you don't lose at all. All right. So thank you very much for joining me in this episode. For those who are just tuning in, please tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the KickPod. This is your host, TJ Williams, bowing you out.